0: worried about your sales page? Worry no more. Today's episode is going to teach you how to write insanely effective sales page copies so you can finally get more sales. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel women just like you who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and it's time to build your empire. Travels, welcome back. Today's episode interviewee is literally amazing. She's got the best personality ever. Seriously, she's so fun to record with, and her content is gold. Liz Teresa, business mentor and founder of LizTeresa.com, has been helping entrepreneurs find clarity and uniquely market themselves with confidence for the past seven years through her strategic website design and clever copywriting services. She wants every entrepreneur to rise and be the star of their own business. She's also the creator of concept to creation which is her flagship branding and web design program, and you can download a free copywriting training video from her at FreeCopyVideo.com. Today, Liz and I are chatting all about sales pages. By the end of this episode, you are going to have a really clear idea of what a solid sales page includes and how to create it and write the copy for it. We're not talking about design today, folks. We are talking about copy because copy, the words, are what converts your leads into buyers. Friendly reminder that if you haven't already done so, go ahead and subscribe to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast. And leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review and you just might find yourself the lucky winner of an Amazon gift card. We raffle off a gift card to one of our reviewers every single time we hit 50 additional reviews. So head on over there now. You never know. You might just win. I'd also love it if you pause this podcast episode for just a quick second. Take a screen grab of you listening and share it on Instagram. Tag me at Eden Freed. All right, let's turn it on over to the amazing Liz Teresa. Hey Liz, welcome.
1: Yay! Oh, I'm so
0: glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I am so excited that you are here because the topic today is really exciting and super important. So um, I can't wait to pick your brain. But before we jump into the actual content and material tell us a little bit about you. Like what, what do you do and how did you get into this world in the first place?
1: No, my gosh. I'm so, I love telling people this story. I have, cause I feel like there's like the story to entrepreneurship is always like this kind of roller coastery ride. Um, and then it's like, it's for me, it's like, I didn't even know I was getting on the ride Yeah, <laughs> that, that arrived me at entrepreneurship. Um, I actually, I went to school for English and theater arts. And so like, I had absolutely no plans. Wow. That's a completely different. Very. Well, yeah. Very different (laughs) world. I loved acting. I went to school with the intention of eventually becoming an actor, but I was getting a degree because I was like, oh, well, you know, in case like, I don't know, acting doesn't work because it's, you know, they say like you should have something to fall back on. And then I, um, I got a job working for a casting studio. So like on my route to go Mm -hmm. into the entertainment business. And then I was like, "Oh my God! Like I hate everything. <laughs> like hated like I hated the kind of I hated the models a lot of the times. Not all of them, but like some of them were so mean because yeah. they were hungry. Is really why they're very hungry. Hangry. Um, they were hangry, Um <laughs> And I and so that I also was like I really hated the vanity of it. I hated that like when you're an actor or you know a model or whatever." like, you're always being told what to do. And I'm like, oh my God, I hate being told what to do. Like, and then I was like, holy crap, that's all acting is. It's like, you're literally like, go stand over there. And I'm like, F you, like, I don't want to stand over there. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I, I didn't even know that I was that bossy of a person. I think until I was like, I don't think that I like the way that people are being treated and I didn't like being a I didn't like my worth being determined by somebody else I wanted to be in charge of that um, I didn't know that that translated to business because of course this was 19 year old Liz who had this internship and 19 year old Liz was she was blonde for, for fun and she was hilarious she was a very different type of Liz um, but she, cause she was so carefree and she was like I'm you know I was in New York City during my internship I had a lot of fun. right? So I was, that was 19 year old Liz. And then like, as I grew and as I was proceeding to graduate, um, I had this English degree and I had a theater minor. Um, and I was a president of the theater company. Theater was a huge part of my life. And then I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. And so I decided I'll go to graduate school because then let's just like, you know, put off the whole adult thing, yeah. life thing. Yeah. Just go back to school. Yeah. Why not Keep going? <laughs> yeah. And I ended up going for free to um, a local university here and I was a graduate assistant. So I got an assistantship, which is like, you don't have to pay and you work there. And so I was working from for my um, alma mater of my master's program, which is Bridgewater State University, which is here in Massachusetts. That's what, what I did. And there I got a master's in English. And then this is when I kind of discovered online marketing because contextually, this was 2009 to 2011 is when I was uh, in my grad degree, two years. And that's when Twitter was invented was in 2009, February. So like online marketing just was like, just beginning for small businesses. It was like the most exciting time in the world. And I didn't even know what marketing was. And then there was this guy at Bridgewater who had his, he worked for the, the college, but he also had his own marketing company. And he was like, oh, like I help businesses market themselves on social media. And I was like, what is social media? Because I was like, I have Twitter and I have Facebook, but like, what is that, right? Like, And then he he was like, oh, like I want to help you with your personal brand. And then in exchange, I taught his students how to like produce videos because I was working at the TV studio, which was like the theater, right, was still there. Um, And then I was like, oh, hey, marketing isn't just like selling Avon. It's actually like this whole way of helping people communicate Communicate, show up online. It was a very creative field, which I was like, "That's fascinating to me." Mm -hmm. And so then, of course, I read everything I could about it. Started helping businesses, and then, I mean, fast forward to now—that was 2011. I got out and I started helping businesses. I mean, and I definitely there were some of this, some bumps in the road before Mm -hmm. I decided to be an entrepreneur. But once I did commit to that. Um, I knew I wanted to help business, small businesses first. And then, of course, you you help everybody before you realize your um, ideal client. And so yeah. I went through a little bit of that. And fast forward to now is, you know, 2020, pretty much at this point. And so I have, like, a team – now that I manage and like I get to be I get to have so much fun in my business and I'm I'm so grateful. And we do website design, um, copywriting and business mentorship. I work mostly with um solopreneurs mm-hmm. or small businesses, um, mostly women, but not exclusively women in service-based businesses. Um and then we have some uh, retail clients for e-commerce. But yeah, it's it's a very, very exciting business because I get to work with all different kinds of people, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I totally know. And I actually Feel like our stories overlap in a lot of really yeah exciting ways. Where you know, I I almost <laughs> went back to school to just postpone life, and I didn't end up actually going back to yeah. school. But the same kind of idea of like, you know, I don't know what to do, so let's just go get in a, another degree and
1: yeah, uh, <laughs> later kind of thing. <laughs> not a, not a terrible idea. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I feel I feel you on that.
0: Yeah, but now we're in this exciting space, which is great and even more exciting is that you are here to talk to us today and today we're going to be discussing sales pages and how to create like really effective sales pages, not just sales pages that people skim over and are like, oh, these are sleazy people, I don't want to buy from Mm them, you know. Totally.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, we don't want to be gross and cheesy. (laughs) Yeah, no. no. And
0: and there is a way to do it. You don't have to be sleazy at all. Um, you know, creating an effective sales page is definitely a a challenge to overcome, but it's not impossible. And once you do it, it's now you have this powerful thing that is converting your leads into customers and that's an amazing feeling. So let's talk a little bit about that. First of all, I guess, I
1: guess a good first question is what is an effective sales page? Oh, this is a good question. Well, it's definitely you kind of were starting to get there. I always like to say my favorite sales pages are for those who are lactose intolerant. So, the non-cheese filled sales pages. Ooh, I right? like it. I it. Like I know, it. it's che- it's a cheesy joke, which is makes it even more ironically funny. But yeah, no, um I I like I like it when sales pages are written kind of in your most natural like comfortable speaking voice. Um, I'm a big fan of businesses that write like they talk. And I think it's not exclusive to personal brand type businesses like people think. I mean, even if you are like representing a smaller business or like a team or a firm or something, I think it's refreshing when you have Mm -hmm. copy that sounds like something that somebody would actually say.
0: Yeah. So do you actually recommend that people sit down and speak the sales page before they write it?
1: I... I actually think that's a great idea. You know, the way that I I write copy for my clients, it's an interview format like similar to like if they're coming on a podcast or something and you ask them yeah. questions, I ask my clients targeted questions to produce copy because then it will sound like them, and then they're not thinking I'm writing copy; I'm answering your question.
0: Yeah. What so What are some of those questions? Articles. I have. To oh,
1: have. yeah, 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 <laughs> Well, I mean, to I like to ask personality type ones to break into the conversation so it's not so like serious, you know. Um, but like you know, like what's a typical day like for you? You know, tell me about one of your favorite clients. Oh, tell me about somebody that you hated. Um, tell me about like what you feel, your, feel your ideal client. That can be kind of a heady question, but then Mm -hmm. that's normally like, I would say halfway through the conversation, I get to ideal because they'll be like, I loved this client, but wait, wait, they're not my ideal client. Right. And then they can kind of speak organically about like, okay, what is their ideal client? And usually it's, um, it's not always like, oh, it has to be like a woman age 26, right? Mm -hmm. It can actually be like. I like people with a personality, I like people yeah. that like don't take themselves too seriously. Or like, I, you know, I would like to work with like these really type A people. No, God, no. But <laughs> you know, like some people do. <laughs> yeah. There's somebody, for, there is, there, what do they say? There's a lid for every, pot. A lid for every bo- pot. pot, thank you. Yeah. I was like, box? And I was like, gift box? <laughs> it yeah, it's getting me all messed up.
0: Okay, yeah. so, so you take those questions and then what would you do with
1: them? Oh, well, so for my process is, I mean, I spin them into like, I would say that there's a structure. There's definitely like a psychology of what makes a sales page really impactful. And I can take you through that. Yeah, really. let's do it. Just to give you some of the, give you some of the bones of the sales page body. Oh, that's creepy and weird, but really give me some, let's give you <laughs> some skeleton, bones. I don't know. Give me this, oh, sales page skeleton. <laughs> that would have been so good during the Halloween time yes. if I did like a promo about that. Next yeah. One next oh there's always next year um I think especially like in the digital product space this first part is important but like when you brand your product obviously the title of the sales page should be the brand of the product um and so when you brand your product I always say that like clarity over cleverness wins every time which is actually a Marie Forleo quote that I like I use quite a lot um but because sometimes we get too excited about when we name things and then like you'll be like I created like it'll be called like the magic bean. And then I'm like, what does that do for me? I don't know what the heck that is. Right. And so wouldn't it be so nice if when somebody saw your sales page, they actually like understood what it was you were selling. And so this is an obvious. Yeah. So you always want to start with the actual, like, what is it that you're selling? So the title, um, some brief text around that. And then you spend a lot of time on this next part of the skeleton, oh, this is like your rib We're cage. going with it. Yeah, We're going with the rib cage because the rib cage is a lot of stuff, right? It's pretty big on a body. Um, but this would be where you're talking about your ideal customer. So who is this product um, for, right? And so remember, when you think back to those questions, right? And I was like, oh, like, you know, what's your favorite customer? Like, what's your favorite client? Like, whatever. Okay, like, who is this specific thing for? And like, what can you pull from that, right? If that's who you tend to attract, how does this solve their specific problem? And like, I like to actually give people a prompt too, because I, I this is one of my favorite prompts ever. Um, and this would make up the ribcage, just if you're drawing this. That would be so weird if you took notes while you draw, or draw, <laughs> drew while you took notes. Um, but essentially the prompt is, I totally get that you. That's the first part of the prompt. And then it's a blank. And it's where you are the I. And the you is the ideal customer. So I totally get that you, and then it's like blank. And the blank is um, a specific problem, issue, behavior, or thought pattern that's like occurring in their life, right? And so just to give you like an example... I I want to be emphatic about the word specific here because you want to be wicked specific about this I totally get you statement I call these (laughs) your itchy statements I totally get the you statements yeah your itchy statements um and you want to be more specific because it's never like oh you know like I know you want to lose weight man do you know what I mean like it's that's so like shut up everybody wants to lose a little weight like I'm like I want to lose weight in my hair I need a haircut but like We all have things that we say, right? So everybody wants to lose weight. That's not specific. Um, But it may be, here's something that's more specific. Uh, You know, like, I totally get that you um, have weird food guilt because, like, you ate Lay's and now you're thinking about those chips, and you're like, I hate me, I hate me. <laughs> <laughs> or like, and then like you're throwing it in the trash can and like you try to hide it. This would be for people that have like food disordered eating related things. So like, if you really think about what is the problem, yes, you the person might want to lose weight, but how is that I want to lose weight showing up in their life? And so it usually shows up as a thought or specific experience or behavior. Um, so that's why you actually spend a lot of time on your sales page saying you know you've probably seen phrases like this does this resonate with you does this sound familiar or i bet that you're feeling x like that's because that's the part where the reader the ideal reader they see that and they're like oh how did you know like when they say that that's when you're like oh that's that's copy like romance that's just beautiful when that happens, right? I get yeah. so excited. No, about and,
0: and you know what, the they say this is true for yeah. when you're giving, um, A speech Mm. or any kind of like public speaking. Yeah. Statements like that, because you basically want your audience to be like nodding their head up and down,
1: like, yeah, like,
0: how did you know? know,
1: Yeah. How did you know? Or you get me? It establishes the connection. And even like a little trick that I like to tell people, like, when they're writing their copy, is if you have statements like this, sometimes you're saying things like, like that, you say it like in the third person. Put it in the second person. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm And what I'm suggesting is saying things like, like you, if you add the phrase like you to whatever it is you're saying, do you know what I'm saying? That if somebody, if you say you to, if I say you to you, you're like me. Yeah. Right? So like, this is, that's just a two word phrase that you can add to most sentences. Like, I mean, rather than say, this is for people who, no, no, no. This product is not for people. This product is for you. You understand? Yeah. So this is like, this makes your writing way more like, it's like, it is like a romance. I mean, really good copy. It's like the dating game. Where, you know, like you want to like, you're enticing and you're persuading and you're wooing. And that's why, you know, when you're, when you're dating, I don't date, but like one time, I mean, a long time ago, (laughs) right? But like, you remember going to bars and maybe not, but like then guys would say things like, Oh, like, what is it? Like, you're a library card because I want to check you out. I don't know. It's oh, like, that. yeah,
0: weird pickup lines. Yeah. <laughs> they never work.
1: Yeah. Like, you don't want to. That's like, I would say that's, that that doesn't work in dating. And it also doesn't work in business. So when we were talking before about like, don't sound like a cheesy monster. Yeah. Um. I think the cheesy monster can happen because there are, there are like business pickup lines, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you, and this can really creep in if you're like, Oh, like to get ideas for my coffee, I'm going to go look at this person's sales page. Mm -hmm. Stop right there. Oh my God. Don't let us stop you. Listen to this episode. Yeah. Don't, don't look at those sales pages. Cause like you are going to find those cheesy lines. They're there. Oh my gosh. I want to think of some right now, but I feel like I should stop. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you can all find them on your own. You guys. They'll slip like out. you've them before, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to watch yourself. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Cause I think that they, they do sneak in like, you know what it is? Like words like, Oh, join my tribe. No. What? What do you? No. Yeah. No, I don't want to. I don't want to join. I don't want to join. I'm in so many tribes. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, I've seen that one before for sure. Should I
1: go down the, most, the skeleton? Should we go to another? Yeah, let's continue body? down the skeleton. Let's do Should it. we go to the pelvis? I'm just <laughs> like, <laughs> like we are. This is so funny. We should I should draw this for you. I feel absolutely. like
0: that should be uh the download for this episode. We can have a like
1: a <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this is design, I'm like, I could design like a skeleton and book yeah, that'd be so fun. um because, yeah, it's true. Like I mean, most of this, most of your in sales pages are supposed to be long. Like this is another question that I get. Like sometimes people will be like, Oh, it feels so long, and I'm like, well, oftentimes when you're selling something that's like not as simple as like white bread, mm-hmm. yes, you have to educate people and raise the stakes for yourself. I mean, this is like why most sales pages are long. When you mm-hmm. go on Amazon, it's pretty, it's short most of the time because you're buying a shirt. Yeah,
0: you don't have to think
1: about it. You have to think about it. Like I mean, when you're buying a digital product or a course or something, it's more. It's, it goes there. Um, that's why you know you spend time talking about your ideal customer. And what you've done here too, aside from making them feel understood um, in the way that you're like, they're like thinking, oh, wow, like she's a psychic. She totally gets me. Um, You've also like, if you think about the way that like, if you think about copy, even in a logical sense, you've presented the problem in in the series of problems in a really specific and like kind of way, Right. And sometimes people hesitate to lead with the problem because they're like, oh, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. But people pursue the avoidance of pain over the pursuit of pleasure every single time. People will choose to avoid pain. It's like you don't take headache prevention pills. You just take Tylenol when you Mm -hmm. have a headache. It's totally the same thing. That's why you have to lead with the problem. Once you've led with the problem, that's when you go... And that's where I come in. That's the pelvis of the sales page, right? This is where we're getting, oh, this is the sexiest part because you are, right? You are saying, okay, like, that is where I come in. That's where this product comes in. That's where the service comes in. And you, do the, you can do jazz hands as you type it, right? But that it's kind of the dance move because now we're like, problem, 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 solution. And that's what comes next, right? So you are the solution. So rather than being like, this solves it. Okay, like, it would be nice if you would say how, So this part of the page, it'd be really great if you could illustrate how you solve the problem. Um, And so that's what kind of this next area becomes about. And like, if if you could think about it kind of like when you write, you know, you remember writing term papers? Mm I don't know, at some point. All too well. (laughs) All too too well. Um, And you would have to provide uh, supporting evidence to prove your point. Um, That's kind of what happens at this phase here. Um, You're explaining the how. Um, And you're also, this is a great opportunity to incorporate social proof. So I call it social proof, but like case studies. So uh, before and afters, testimonials. Um, I led with the words case studies and before and afters because they tend to be more specific than somebody just being like, Liz is cool. Mm -hmm. It's like, Liz is cool helps me sell things, but doesn't like necessarily help sell the thing. So like if you can have um, specific like data and case studies around why your product is like the bee's knees. I would say to focus there first. Um and then as you as you do this part this is this can kind of be the hardest to write um as well. So like I think I would like to also advise that when you go to write this part it's the hardest to write when you are the person selling it. So, like, if you hire a copywriter, they'd just be like, oh, I see how you solve the problem, and they just say it. But, like, for some reason, I feel like we, like, second-guess ourselves as we explain how we solve problems, because we're like, who am I to say, who am I to say? We have this, like, inner critic that's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, so, a way Imposter- to get kind of like, and- yeah, like, let's put the kibosh, let's kill them like you would whack a mole. Let's just, like, kill them. And what you want to do instead, um, if you're having trouble here, is I like to suggest people write a letter to their friend, like, open up Gmail, and write a letter to your friend. Just really explain your product as if you're talking to, like, like a baby or a friend. Because I say friends because your friends are often not your ideal client. Because mm-hmm. um, your friends, imagine a friend who's in, like, a typical, like, 9 to 5, who's, like, they're, like, look at you and they're, like, oh, you're the entrepreneur. Right? <laughs> that's okay. how my friends look at me sometimes. Um, and so sometimes, like, they... Like, and they like look at your business, like it's over there, but this is actually a great time to explain it to somebody that's super outside your business, but also has a vested interest in you. Like they're not going to be, it's important to not just talk to like a stranger on Facebook because like when you go get feedback in Facebook, Facebook groups, this can be like a cardinal sin of being on the internet, in my opinion, because like none of these people have a vested interest in your they business. They don't care. They're not going to tell they you the They don't care. Truth. And they're not going to tell you the truth. And sometimes they're going to be critical just to look intelligent. That is like. I hate that. I know people. Oh, you know, people like that too. You're like, we all know people like
0: that. We all
1: know people like that. (laughs) Gross. Stay away from them. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually a really good exercise though to kind of make sure you're also sounding, you know, writing like you talk, you know, that doing that exercise will also help you write like you talk. So then it doesn't sound so like, I don't know. I mean, like, just to give you an example, I have a client who sells, um, CBD oil. And so, like, I'd made a sales page and she, like, makes her own oil. She's, like, very cool. And um, we had to be very – I was cognizant on the sales page because she's also a doctor. So I was trying not to sound, like, clinical, clinical, clinical. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so you have to be careful. Um, of saying things that you understand that the person does, that's reading it doesn't necessarily know about, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like
0: that's a really common problem that people encounter. Mm. Um, actually, like I hosted a, a free challenge a few weeks ago um, where we, you know, people were planning what their products are gonna be for the new yeah. year. And one of the biggest things I noticed was that people were using language that I couldn't understand because mm-hmm. I wasn't in their space. And I'm like, listen, you have to get out of your head and try and explain this to a fourth grader. And if the yeah. fourth grader can't understand, then you have to revisit this. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah.
1: It's almost like sometimes we write for ourselves and like, you're
0: so close to it. So like, you don't know that you're using words that,
1: and phrases that just don't make sense to anyone else, but that's not going to mm-hmm. sell on sales no. or anywhere else. You're so right. And, and that's, that even, like the clarity over cleverness thing. Like if you can even just say that in your head as you write, maybe it will keep you from like making the mistake that you're like, or at least make you aware of like how important it is to just be clear about what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that like, that is like, if you get anything from this lesson, I want it to be like just say what you mean <laughs> and use simple words with as few syllables as possible. I mean, like I've had clients that write their own copy, and then I'm like, okay, like rewrite this like four times and keep simplifying it. Yeah, and less it's words. So pa- it's so powerful, and like sometimes we feel like, oh, but that's so simple. And I'm like, yeah, but it will literally like that will sell because like, that's, yeah. that's what sells things, you know. And
0: and also I feel like people add in. So your sales pitch should be long, but you're the content on it shouldn't be clumped together in big paragraphs. Mm, Bullet points. Yeah, like bullets because people skim. You cannot expect people to sit there and read paragraphs upon paragraphs because, like, first of all, we just don't. We don't do that anymore. We, like...
1: I I barely read books. I have to really like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm an English major, but like, I have to really like a book if I'm going to read a book. So it's like, I'm not going to read a sales page. So that's a great point is just the way that you structure your writing. Um, Definitely like brief sentences, like extremely short paragraphs bullet points, bullet point, bullet points. Um, and, and then let the designer worry about making this stuff pretty because yeah. that's why you hire intelligent people to help you do things in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're gonna do it yourself, which is like, that's a whole other yeah. conversation is sales page design. But yeah, no, um, I think that that's a really good point. And so now that you've solved the problem on the page, then you need to do some of the other stuff that's really important. Like, you know, say what what you get. <laughs> so like inclusives. Um, like uh call to action should actually be, I like to do calls to action throughout the page. Um, I, like, or have them floating, but this is because I'm a designer, but like, I think it's important to say as a copywriter as well, like have like a lot of opportunities for people to just buy throughout, um, is important. Um, bah, 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 bah. oh, FAQs. I really yeah. like to do FAQs as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I yeah. feel like the bottom half of your sales page is the easier part.
1: It is, yeah. It's almost like what you would see if you were just buying a shirt size small. It's just
0: all the facts. It's like all the stuff that people want to know, like the last minute questions they have, you know, before they actually... Hit that buy now button.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's ways of creating urgency beyond this, like, structure, beyond the skeleton, you could say. Um, Like, you could do things like, you know, have the countdown. You can do, like, random sales. You can do fast action bonus, but only if you buy now and then later you don't get the bonus. I mean, like, there's a lot more that you could do to get super nerdy with your sales page. Um, I say nerdy because you'd have to be super nerdy when you get, when you start doing that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, this should give you pretty good structure on the logic. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Where do you feel like people screw up their sales pages the
1: most? I I, I mean, I think the comparison and trap, you know, mm-hmm. of looking at other people's stuff and being like, well, they say this or they explain it this way or da, 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 like, you you're going to overthink that so hard and you are going to just sound like them. And I think as a person that sees a lot of sales pages, I usually smell it out. Like when I'm like, Oh, this just smells like not right. Or I don't get this. Like there's just like a block and it's, I, and I'm my intuitive feeling is it's because the person wasn't just like saying what they meant, you know?
0: And I feel like that's a very common thing when you've never written a sales page before. Your instinct is, well, let me go look at other sales pages and do what other people are doing. Yeah. And, you know, it's fine to get inspiration, but in, when you start to use other people's terminology and phrasing as your own, then now you're just putting words in your mouth that don't make sense. Dangerous and,
1: game. I mean, yeah. I I had a client who like, her sales page got ripped off by somebody and like she was so mad. like she gets so mad about it like this has happened multiple times um because i guess it's a good sales page mm-hmm. but um <laughs> like people would rip it off and like i mean like i don't know i feel like she probably sticked her attorney on somebody oh yeah it's so mad
0: yeah, that would be annoying. I mean, I've had yeah. people take things from me, too, but like not as big as my spe- I, I, who knows? somebody maybe ha- has taken my sales page before. I just haven't seen it yet.
1: <laughs> somebody somebody copied like my I help statement like once, and then I was like so excited I was relevant enough to be copied. That's
0: you know what that's the thing. It's kind of like a compliment that someone thinks like, to me it was
1: to take. Yeah. <laughs> and then because like I was like oh because I mean I guess I knew I was like oh it's not gonna like work for her because she's not me but then I was like oh but she liked it enough to take thank it you. That's thank nice. you thank you <laughs> <laughs> I'm so vain right like we're like oh thank you so much
0: <laughs> that's how I feel if I get like um a nasty gram or something an email right like yeah wow they feel like I'm big enough they can send me a nasty somebody yelled
1: at me in my Facebook group and I was like, you're in my group, you know, like, yeah, like, y- you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, delete. No, and she was like, you posted this to get attention clearly because X, X, Y, and Z and whatever. And I was like, I was like, Oh, I was like, I finally made somebody really mad in my group. <laughs> I was like, at first I was like, Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> that's that's reaction. Like, see, like Theater, like you take so many insults about yeah. like, everything like you have to have the thickest skin and so I think it's like not the things I mean definitely I'm very fuzzy and warm on the inside and like people have hurt my feelings but like things like that I'm like I'm like oh wow because they don't even know me they don't yeah yeah Yeah.
0: well anyway (laughs) well anyway now that we're down (laughs) that rabbit hole (laughs) I know right are we missing anything (laughs) any other pieces of
1: advice or tips and tricks to help
0: create create like a really great sales page
1: I mean like I, I, I would say I think that the important thing is to, like, know that if you're going to get feedback, know where you're getting it from. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think that's a really good thing to hammer home. And I and I do think that, you know, one thing I did not mention that would be kind of interesting for you to be thinking about if it might apply to you is that, like, video can also be really powerful on a sales page, and the way that it can be powerful is, like, if you need to show your product or show and tell in some way, that's one way. Um, I also really, people love when I use video testimonials, because, like, I have a lot of video testimonials for my clients, Mm -hmm. and I often get hired because of, like, videos of people being, like, if you have a video of somebody saying that you're awesome, it's way better than just words, Mm -hmm. because then it's, like, I don't know.
0: It's more senses. Like, you see the person, you hear the person... It's a little yeah. more powerful. It's more powerful, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, there's tons yeah. of ways that you can, like, enhance your sales page skeleton as we're going yes, on. Yes, I know, right?
1: <laughs> give them some clothes.
0: Yes, give, give them some clothes. <laughs> Jewelry, I don't know. Jewelry. Tattoos. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tattoos. love it.
0: It's good. All right. Well, this has been amazing. We could talk sales yes. pages until the end of time, obviously, but I think this is a good start. Yeah. Um, Liz, thank you so much. Where can we find you, stalk you, hang out with you online?
1: Oh, so if you want, I have a free copywriting class at freecopyvideo.com. Um, You can just check out m- me in general at lizteresa.com. I'm at lizteresa everywhere on the internet. And you can find me on Liz on Biz, which is available for streaming anywhere you podcast. Amazing. I yeah. love it. I'll have
0: all yeah. of those links in the show notes. Liz, thanks again. Yay. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Next time on Rebel Boss, ladies, we are talking all about online courses, specifically about how to create a transformative course experience for your students to actually get them results. Thanks again for tuning in today, Rebels. If you loved this episode, don't forget to leave us a review. Your support means everything to me. I'm your host, Eden Freed, And remember, keep kicking ass keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up. We'll see you next time.